0: Hello and welcome to Online and Inspired, a weekly podcast for educators, parents, service providers and those leading the way in the future of learning. I'm Marissa Rothermel, Special Education Teacher with TeleTeachers, Inc., and I invite you to join me each week as we meet remarkable individuals tackling big issues, growing wild new ideas and bringing endless passion and excitement to the worlds of education and parenting. And our time together each week, we'll talk current events, what is influencing us, what is inspiring us, and celebrate the remarkable work each person brings to the industry. Come laugh, learn, and live inspired with us. We are Online and Inspired. Good afternoon. This is Marissa Rothermel here with you for Online and Inspired. It's been a little while since we've been able to connect between crazy work schedules and family lives, and I hope everyone is doing well. My co-host Emily Smith is unable to join me today, but we're sending lots of hugs because it's been a long time since we've been able to connect. I hope you'll stay with me today for a wonderful guest coming on, Ashley Barlow. I can't wait to hear all that she has to say today. We are well into fall, it's October 17th right now, and the leaves are changing even here in Charleston, South Carolina. Not all the leaves, that's for sure. Our palm trees are as green as they ever were. But there are some plants that still get a beautiful shade of red. All of my family and friends who are up in the Vermont and New York area have been posting tons of gorgeous pictures of apple picking and pumpkin picking and just huge mountaintops that are every color of the rainbow, it seems. And I would love to see some of your fall pictures wherever you are and however that looks like in your town shared on our social media. Feel free to give us a tag with at online and inspired on Instagram or on Facebook show us what your fall looks like and with that I'm going to let my special guest in right now stay tuned and welcome Ashley Barlow hello how are you today Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to hear uh, hear you on today. And Ashley did let me know just a moment ago that she's got some construction going on where she lives. So if you hear some unusual thumping, I will do my best to edit it out after the uh, the broadcast here today. But fingers crossed, we'll see how skilled I am. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was quiet all morning and now here we are, stuck at the office where it's noisy. Oh
0: my goodness. Well, we'll see how this goes today. Fingers crossed they're not uh, that they're going to take a lunch break sometime soon. <laughs> and where are you calling in from today? So, I live in Kentucky,
1: I'm um, near Cincinnati. Um, I am a, a special education attorney and I'm licensed in Kentucky and Ohio.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I think you might be the first person we've had on from Kentucky. I don't know much about that state if I'm completely honest with you. Though I've been learning a lot more about you as someone recently encouraged me to look into special education advocacy and your program, um, which she had no idea that I had you scheduled as a guest. So this conversation happened probably 10 days ago right now. And she's like, you should really try to get in touch with this woman. You should really look into her program and see what it's all about. And I go, wait a minute. I know that name. I swear (laughs) I've already reached out to her. And lo and behold, you are on the very next week. Great. That's awesome. You should look into it. I will. I certainly will. So why don't you tell us who are you and what do you do? So my name is Ashley Barlow
1: and I wear many hats. I um, have a full-time gig that is new to me at the National Down Syndrome Congress. I am the director of education there. Um, I will be doing a lot of education Educational programming um, over at NDSC uh, teacher trainings, parent trainings, uh, webinars, that kind of thing. Then I am a special education attorney, um, and that has become a part time gig for me. Um, and like I said, I'm licensed in Kentucky and Ohio. I also have Ashley Barlow Company, which is an online business. Um, I've got two trainings one that is, they're both on special education advocacy. One um, is kind of a start to finish IEPs 101 kind of thing for parents. Um, And one is called ABC, uh, Advocacy Business and Concepts in Special Education. And that one is geared more towards either starting or growing your special education advocacy business. Um, I'm also a parent to a um, little guy that has Down syndrome. His name's Jack, he's 12 and his big brother Griffin.
0: Wow, you do wear a lot of hats. (laughs) Holy cow. You need a really big closet for all of those. (laughs) Yes. Uh, How did Ashley Barloco start? Was that a result of having Jack or did this predate Jack? How did you get started? So I was
1: a teacher um, before I went to law school and I left education because I didn't like the bureaucracy of the system. Um, and I just felt like I could probably do more if I was not in a school. So I left basically thinking I would get smarter and that I would either go back to schools or that I would work in business. It turns out I really liked the private practice a law. So, I became an attorney and I was in a general practice. And a very long story short, I really narrowed our focus. Um, And I was doing some special education work, but not a lot until Jack was born. And when he was born, I realized in advocating for him and in being more connected to the community that the work needed to be done. Um, And so I got myself trained, and it turned out I knew a lot more than I thought I knew. And I started to focus primarily on special education um, representation. So um, that's how my law practice started. And then what happened was I realized that more and more people needed advocates and they couldn't afford it they couldn't afford an attorney they couldn't afford an advocate and really what they needed was they needed to learn better communication skills they needed to learn the framework of the iep laws you know they needed to learn about idea the federal law they needed to learn how to read their state regs they needed to know more about special education itself like practice best strategies that kind of thing and i thought Well, if I can offer that to more people, um, then the special education community all together is going to benefit. And so that's really where Ashley Barlow Company came from, was this desire to provide more affordably priced resources um, to everybody at the IEP table.
0: That's amazing. That's that's really cool. So I guess I should back up for just a second because I do know that we have some parents out there who are kind of new to the special education process, the spe- the IEP table, so to speak. Uh can you talk a little bit about what an advocate does or what how you would help a parent in an IEP situation or or outside of an IEP situation? Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think You know, there are some places in the country where you wouldn't dream of going to an IEP meeting or talking to a teacher prior to talking to a special education advocate. And then there are other places where, you know, there might be two or three advocates and attorneys all together in the entire state. Um, Kentucky is one of those places where it's not super common to take an advocate or an attorney with you to a meeting. and so I think it just kind of varies, but a special education advocate in particular can do lots of things. So they can um, consult with you behind the scenes and never go to a meeting. Like your school doesn't have to know that you have an advocate. So they can you know, help you make decisions, they can inform you. Sometimes they call us just tour guides. You know, We can say, well, here's what's gonna happen next, right? Like even just the eligibility process is really intimidating to some people. Um, and sometimes people like almost get it right. They almost ask to be evaluated for special education services, but they don't do it in writing. So the school never does anything. Um, so sometimes, you know, we're just kind of providing you with the, the framework of um, the regulations, you know, like what we should be doing. And then sometimes we're going to meetings and advocating right next to you or for you. Um, I always say it's time to get an attorney or an advocate when you keep talking and you keep saying the same things and they keep talking and they keep saying the same things and you aren't getting anywhere. Um, But there's, you know, plenty of opportunity to engage people regardless, right? Like I have some families where I go to their annual meetings every single year. I always will. Um, And, you know, that's the end of the story. Another thing that a lot of advocates in my community are doing that I think is really wise is they're helping families to get organized. So, you know, your advocate can organize all of your documentation electronically or in a binder for you. They can help with communication. You know, you can just send them like progress data from your outside OT and they can say, you know, why don't you send this email over to your child's entire school team or send me the progress reporting data on the IEP data from school and I'm going to craft up some Um, conversations for you to to send over to school, that sort of things. So kind of a comprehensive gamut of special education. That's what we can help with.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're the support network. You are the people who who know what's going on in the legal parts or know what should be going on. And you're able to make that kind of more accessible and friendly to someone who might not be as informed yet. Um, And I'm sure that there's a big component of teaching parents to kind of advocate for their, their child along the way, you know, a lot of parent education. Uh, So it's a real learning opportunity for them as well as their child is, is growing. Um, So with all of this, you know, uh, being in law and teaching, you've got, you've got so many things going on, all of your hats. How do you maintain a work-life balance? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And most people laugh. (laughs) I actually am
1: really deliberate about it. So, you know, that like hustle culture always bothered me. Um, but I remember, you know, you just get swept into the the floodwaters. Um, and I remember one time for the thousandth time saying to a client, um, I was explaining something, maybe what I had done the previous day, or maybe why I hadn't met a deadline or something. And I remember sitting at this round table in my office and I had both of my hands kind of going in tornado um, patterns and my head shaking. And I was like, and then at the end of the day, it was like, "Ah!" and I, I literally thought to myself in that moment, you know, you don't have to do that. Right. (laughs) Like that is absurd. You started your own business So that you could control your hours and look at you with two tornadoes and ahead of a tornado describing something that you had control over Um, so you know i've always been pretty deliberate about it but it's really hard not to get sucked into the cancel the cancel culture and in this case the hustle culture um so you know i think for me one thing that i do really intentionally is i have to schedule rest I am like as type A as they get um, right down to the PTSD or the, well, I have chronic PTSD, but anxiety and ADHD also. Um, and so for me to like, I do meditate every morning um, and I exercise every day and I really try to hydrate, you know, I do those things that we should do in order to stay calm. So I will schedule my yoga classes a week in advance Um, so that I'm certain that I get there. I also schedule a quarterly, at least a quarterly massage, if not more frequent. And twice a year, I will take my team at Ashley Barlow company to the spa for at least a half day so that we are like scheduling time to relax. Um, because if I don't do that, then it's really easy to, you know, even have a half day blocked on my calendar to relax, quote unquote, and then be like. Well, relax. How can I relax when I've got to buy toilet paper for the office or just something stupid? You know, um, that's on my list today. That's why that came out, <laughs> <laughs> but it could be something that stupid, you know? So, and I actually read a lot, a lot, a lot of self-help personal development books as well. So, you know, lots of those strategies. Oh, do you have a favorite book? Um, my current favorite Gosh, that's a hard one. Might be um, Brene Brown's. I think it's her most recent one. It's called Atlas of the Heart. Have you read that one?
0: I have not, but I think this might be the third time Brene Brown has come up on this podcast, and we've oh, been yeah. going for about seven months right now. So she's got a following—that's yeah. for sure. You know what's crazy is um, I love Brene Brown,
1: and I think a lot of her stuff is a little bit repetitive. you know. She's done a lot on vulnerability and shame, particularly in kind of the corporate. Well, I think she doesn't like the brand that it's particularly in the corporate sector, but that's where it's kind of picked up. Um, This Atlas of the Heart is not repetitive for me. I bought it because it's Brene Brown and I can usually tear through them because it really, I thought it was kind of, you read one, you've read um, them all. And the first chapter took me so long because it was underlining so much that I finally was like, I'm just going to plow through this and know I'm going to have to read it again. But I got to get to the end of this chapter. Because um, it was that good. So, you know, I, I really love her stuff. Um, yeah, I, that's probably my favorite right now. Oh, but I also like, um, I, it's my overachieving self, um, an ADHD book called Fire Child, Water Child. That was recommended to me. It's super good. It was recommended to me by my, um, integrative doctor. I see a functional medicine doctor because I've got the chronic PTSD and I've got some, um, chronic pain. I was in a, um, gasoline explosion when I was 15 years old, which is another podcast episode. Um, And, um, then I've got an autoimmune condition. And so I see, you know, kind of Eastern and Western medicine doctors, and she recommended this one to me when we were navigating some stuff for my son, Jack. And, oh my gosh, I read it once thinking about Jack. And I was like, I'm going to read it again. And I'm going to think about Griffin and me, my other son and myself, my husband's like, so calm. He's almost dead. So I didn't have to think about him, but (laughs) fire child water child is super good so it it like the kind of idea of it is that, that um we are all we all have a Chinese element like the Chinese I don't know system of wellness um this is a very late description, by the way, um, is that we all associate with a different element. So like, I'm definitely fire. I think Jack is fire and I think Griffin is metal. Um, and so like, for example, fire, um, is quenched by water which totally makes sense. Right. So yeah, we need water and literally like I take fish oil now as a result of reading this book because fish come from the water. Right. Um, and hydration is maybe more important to people that are fire, but then like earth water nourishes earth. So fire people get like kind of shut down by water, which is sometimes appropriate for fire but the earth people literally need water or else they get scorched. It's super fascinating. And it's this kind of like wow. circle where fire fuels earth and earth fuels, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's super cool.
0: So I like that one too. Well, I'm super intrigued for sure. Uh, I'm sitting here. I'm going, well, I know my husband and I are polar opposites in basically all things. And I would assume that I'm probably a fire myself. So I'm going... What is he now? I got to buy a new book. (laughs) Yeah. When I did a lot of divorce work, I
1: um, was pretty big on Enneagram. Um, And I think all of those personality things are fascinating and help us learn. I can't say that I really subscribe to one particular thing, but I just think it's fascinating to think about them.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, it, even if you don't have a, a firm answer, it gets your mind thinking in a different way right? And that's that's what we all like to do. We all like to expand our mind and, and be open to what what's out there. And that sounds really intriguing. I'll be checking out Fire Child, Water Child. That's awesome. And then yeah. I'd be curious to see what my daughter is for sure. Probably also Fire. <laughs> uh, so tell us about your journey. I know you talked about it a little bit, but how did you get to where you are today? It sounds like you have lived quite the life? You can talk more professionally or more personally, but like, what's your journey up until this point? You know, I think
1: um, my journey is, um, it would be hard to talk about my journey without talking about trauma. And I think it's important um, because I really think that the experiences that I've had have really kind of shaped um, the interest and values that, that I now live by, right? So, When I was 15, I was in a gasoline explosion. My wave runner exploded and I broke four vertebrae. Um, And unfortunately, they're compressed and your bones don't just spring back up. So they're kind of once broken, always broken. Um, And so, you know, you learn important lessons when you're 15 and you're, you know, athletic and social and involved Um, and all of a sudden you literally can't do things like the word can't enters your lexicon. Um, And, you know, I think that probably shaped me to be a disability advocate because I became disabled, um, literally became disabled in the matter of an instant. Um, But I've got this, like, can't take me down kind of attitude that is, that was kind of obnoxious. Um, And it gave me a framework for this advocacy and for this growth. So I had a lot of growth to do. Of course, you know, I was an egotistical judgmental 15 year old kid that, you know, like if you couldn't do a round off back handspring, then you were nothing. Um, You know, I mean, just ridiculous stuff. And, um, and, you know, but that that's the way that life was for me. And all of a sudden I got this ginormous slap in the face that, um, for some people, there are struggles, and those struggles are something that we should value. And um, then, you know, I had Jack, and um, it was like, aha, I've always had this passion. I've always had this drive. You know, I was a teacher, and I love being creative. And I love children. I, I like I am so I am an extrovert with kids. Kids totally charge me up, and I am an introvert with adults. Adults totally wear me down. Um, And so it was like, well, what am I going to do with this new, like, secret human, secret power that, because I'm Jack's mom. Um, And so, of course, at first it was advocating for Jack and figuring out what he needed and whatnot, and then figuring out, okay, now what can I do with my skill set? as a former attorney, as a former teacher, and an attorney, and Jack's mom, and with my own experience that can lead people down a different path. Um, And then my husband, um, when Jack was 18 months old, my husband got cancer. And so we, you know, I always say, thank God, cancer for him was really less of a learning experience for, for us than just a colossal inconvenience, because he really just needed surgery. But it was an extremely expensive time of our lives. Um, And so I was building a law practice, he was selling mortgages, we both were, you know, kind of, um, if we didn't work, we didn't get paid. And we essentially had to take a year off of work. And so, you know, what we learned there was kind of the like, The unity of the four of us and our small little group and like, okay, so long as the four of us are okay, then everything's going to be okay. Um, And so like all of that kind of takes me very, very, very often back to those basics. So long as Jack is healthy today, I'm not going to worry about what his health might look like in the future. As long as all four of us are happy today, I'm not going to worry about, um, all of those decisions that we have to make in the future. Um, And so, you know, I think it's like having so many things, so many normals stripped away from us has really kind of helped me to to come up with what's important to me. And it also helps me counsel my clients.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. To be clear, she said counsel, not cancel. (laughs) Oh, counsel, (laughs) counsel, yes. But wow, how many kind of humbling and recentering experiences you have gone through in your life, and and the resilience that you have gathered from all of those—that's incredible. Ah, uh, truly admirable. Now, I want to ask you: Is like, when are you going to write a book? If I had a theme, I just need I just need the theme of it. I can't. I would love to write a book. I just
1: don't like. Everybody says resilience, and I'm like, okay, well, just get up and do it again.
0: That's my book. I think that's it. A- Tell your story, tell your story and say this is resilience. Now do what I do. The end. <laughs> exactly. Like I'd read it. It could even be a good audiobook. There's ups and downs and twists and turns. I'm sitting here with my, you know, just just hanging on every word. That's your next project.
1: No, I mean, but really it's kind of in how I counsel my clients, right? So like, here's the thing is people get all up in arms about something and I'm like, okay, but there are a million things between right and wrong. There are a million things between what you want and what the school wants. There are a million misunderstandings and miscommunications between what you said and what the teacher said, or what you said and the um, administrator said, or probably what the teacher's thinking and the administrator said. And all of those places, there's so much gray area. And so like, if somebody said to me, you have a broken back, you can't golf. I, you know, you know what I said? Okay. Well, like there's 18 holes in a round of golf. So yep. maybe I could start at one. Maybe go. I could do two. Maybe, I mean, they literally told me that kids were probably not going to grow in my body. And I was like, screw that. I, are we allowed to cuss on your podcast? Yes, you're fine. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's a cuss word, but it wasn't super polite, (laughs) but I,
0: you know, I mean, sometimes you have to have
1: that attitude, right? I probably thought something worse. Um, And so like in counseling my clients, I have this kind of like, I call it my BS radar where I'm like okay, there are a million things between what you said and what they said. And let's see if we can figure out a way to collaborate because ultimately that's what the law says that we're supposed to do. And they did a lot of research to say that parents and teachers and administrators and all the related service people and all those people on the IEP team are supposed to collaborate. The research said that that was best for the kid. And guess what it is?
0: Again, hanging on every word. <laughs> I want to ask you, I guess, uh, you know, our big question on the podcast is how do you personally live inspired? Though I think you might just be the embodiment of that phrase. So how would you answer it? How do you personally live inspired? You know, I just, I have
1: can do spirit, right? And I'm always looking for, the better case scenario. I kind of have that Pollyanna attitude of like, can we find the good in this? Can we find a lesson in this? How can we make a silver lining here? Um, And so when Jack was born, I literally said to the doctor, okay, what do I do next? I didn't have that stereotypical grieving. Believe me, I've grieved healthfully, um, many different things. But I was like ready, set, go. I can knock him out of the ballpark. I'm still pretty sure I'm getting like a solid B, but maybe eventually <laughs> I'll knock him. I'll knock him out of the ballpark. So you know, I think for me, it's just looking for the good. Um, and sometimes, man, you gotta look hard. And then other times, it's like totally celebrating those days when your body just feels good or your brain feels good or like. Your teenager is pleasant or whatever it is like you hit a green light. I mean, literally, that's what I wrote about my dad in my wedding program was my dad celebrates green lights, every single one of them. And it's like, well, duh. I mean, there's so much joy in the world. You just sometimes have to be pretty deliberate about finding it. And that can be inspiring.
0: Oh, most certainly it can. And and just taking that time to intentionally acknowledge those little things as you go throughout your day, or even if you're doing it once a week to sit there and say, hey, that's a positive. Let's let's take that win, that celebration. And uh, I was going to ask you for if you had advice for people who don't see the world as glass, glass half full, as everything has a silver lining. If you had a piece of advice for anyone to kind of improve their their outlook as they are going through, you know, perhaps having a child be diagnosed for the first time or, or grieving loss of some sort. Do you have any words of wisdom to share? Yeah. You know, I, I have
1: had to do this a lot, particularly with divorce clients that get kind of ho-hum like, Oh, you know, I can't, can't go there because that's where my husband's going to, my ex-husband's going to be or whatever. And to me, I think a lot of it just comes down to self-confidence, right? So like, Be the best version of yourself. And so long as you are the best version of yourself and you are confident in the decisions that you make, and that might take a lot of reflection. You might have to to go by yourself into the woods or to the beach or wherever for a very long time to figure out what your interests and values are. But as soon as you know what your interests and values are and you can be confident in it, you're going to be able to make decisions and you're going to be able to carry yourself In a way that says, this is me, this is what I am doing, I am doing it according to my values, and I'm happy. And I think so long as you can be happy with the decisions that you make, um, then, you know, you you should feel that confidence and that inspiration. And the other piece of advice that I have that kind of goes back to what I said about my own living is, I find a lot of inspiration in other people and in other people's struggles. Right, so like, I I don't like to say I, somebody's al- it's always worse for somebody else or it's always better for somebody else. I don't really care about how it is for other people, but I think we can learn from one another. I don't care if it's worse or it's better, but no two people have the same experience. And so I love to talk to other people about how they um, how they deal with their struggles, how they deal with their accomplishments, how they you know kind of how they walk through all of life's experiences. Um, that is horrendously inspiring to me. And I think it helps me to live confidently in my own
0: decisions. You and I are cut from the same cloth. That was 100% evident to me. Now our listeners know that I have a second podcast. It is my passion project called a toast and a tale. And it is literally celebrating the individual journey of people, um, as they go through life and and you know what's your story? How'd you get here? Where do you want to go? What have you been through? And and how are you handling it? Right. And uh it, it just rings so true to everything that you just said. So yes, I I know exactly where you're coming from and and couldn't have said any of the words better myself. Now you need a podcast on top of your book. Oh, I have a podcast. <laughs> oh, of course you do. I'm going to need you to uh, uh, to share those details for everybody in a hot minute. But uh, my last official question for you today, and I know you've talked about books already. You've talked about Brene Brown's um, Atlas of the Heart. You've talked about fire child, water child, but I have to ask just in order for my own neuroses and processing. uh, Can you share with us one book and one movie recommendation and tell us why does not have to be about education. (laughs) Okay. So
1: I am not a movie girl, but we'll stay disability um, specific here. I really loved Kelly's Hollywood. I think it's still available on Amazon. Um, Brian Donovan tells the story of his sister, Kelly, who has Down syndrome. And it is hilarious. It is heart-wrenching. It is inspiring. It is like the whole life experience. It's amazing. So Kelly's Hollywood. Um, Kelly's name is spelled K-E-L-L-Y. And um, and then my favorite movie is (laughs) Grease. Oh, yeah. Like so obvious.
0: Grease one original, not Grease two. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. No. All right. Grease See, two like only you're folding laundry and it's on TBS.
0: Oh no. See. Okay. All right. We're not exactly the same person then because I don't, the Grease two soundtrack and those motorcycles, you know, I was a Grease one purist and then I saw Grease two. <laughs> okay. okay. Give it another shot. <laughs> okay. Maybe I will. Maybe now
1: I've matured into like Grease two. There you go. And um, my favorite, let's see, a book recommendation. Um, I really like a book called The Behavior Code. Um, I feel like for behavior um, and not just problematic behaviors, but human behavior um, is kind of an undertone to the majority of the IEP meetings that I go to. Um, And I think the first like 45 pages of The Behavior Code give you so much information, like basically everything that a BCBA would ever say in your meeting, you could learn in the first 45 pages of that book. Um, And so I love the behavior code. Um, I could go on and on, but I'll stop at the behavior code. I'm like a a crazy reader. And then my favorite regular person book, um, you know, like for people that just read for leisure Mm
0: -hmm. is uh, maybe Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, solid book. Getting a lot of attention right now, for sure. Uh, I love that book.
1: <laughs> or The Nightingale, but I think it's probably Where the ads Sing.
0: Awesome. Thank you for your recommendations. Uh, we're coming at to the end of our time together, and I appreciate you coming on so very, very much. But I do want to make sure that people know where to find you. So um, the next few minutes, if you could spend a little time just promoting yourself. And whatever message you want to put out in the world and include social media or websites or wherever you uh, can be found on the World Wide Web would be wonderful.
1: Sure. Wonderful. So um, everything is Ashley Barlow Co. like company. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the handle is at Ashley Barlow Co. I'm also on Twitter. Not a ton on there. Um, I have a Pinterest board. I have a podcast. That is called Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow, and you can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Music, Stitcher. Um, it's also on YouTube, uh, depending on whether or not I've done my hair that day. It sometimes has video and sometimes not. Um And then my website is ashleybarlowco.com, the brand continues all the way through, co for company, just C-O. And over on the website, I have free downloads, um, you know, like a PDF on preparing for your IEP meeting, a PDF for what should be in a functional behavioral assessment, that sort of thing. I have reasonably priced downloads too, So, you know, for $12, you can get a PDF that will explain, you know, a little bit more than those freebies will. Um, And there are some $19 resources. I have some um, small video products. So I've got a behavior workshop and an inclusion workshop that are each, I think, $49. Um, And like, they basically take you through what the law says, and what the guidance documents say from the Federal Department of Ed, and then through like practical strategies. So basically every time an attorney or advocate would call me for um, like to run something past me, I would take notes on what I was telling them. And so these are like the practical strategies that I would give to um, my friends and or that I did in in meetings for clients um and then of course I've got the two online courses which I described before the special education and advocacy lab which is more for um for parents although another thing is if you um are affiliated with an organization so it might be a school or a PTO it might be a disability organization like a Down Syndrome Association or something like that um then I sell multiple licenses to that. And so some, lots of Down Center associations have bought it and then they use it for programming. So you know Saturday mornings, everybody will fill in, they'll play it, and then they'll do a discussion. Um, some orgs have done a really good job at making like, then their own stuff to supplement that, which has been really fun to see. Um, and then the ABC course is more geared towards advocates. And if that's not enough, Ashley Barlow, then, of course, you can find me over at NDSC Center, the National Down Syndrome Congress. Um, So it's NDSCCenter.org. And um, I will be ramping up our educational programming
0: there as well. Wow. That is a lot of Ashley Barlow. That's fantastic. Good for you. I mean, really kudos to you. That's amazing. Uh, and I will be checking out all of those and we'll be linking those at the end of um, or when our podcast gets published. Thank you so much for your time today. I feel like this really flew by. <laughs> I appreciate so much all of your insight and your just a totally positive outlook on life is really just a beautiful thing. And I feel rejuvenated just talking to you uh, in, in the middle of my Monday. So thank you so much for your time today. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank
1: you. You too. This has been a real joy.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have laughed, learned, and been inspired in our time together. We'd love to hear what you thought about this week's show, so why not find and follow us on social media? You can find us by the handle at onlineandinspired on Instagram and Facebook, and you can check out the great work our teleteachers team is doing under their handle at T-E-L-E teachers. Prefer to find a website? We've got that covered, too www.onlineandinspired.com where you can find our swag shop and all the episodes that came before this one. Be sure to check out our parent company, Teleteachers Inc. at www.teleteachers.com to see how we can help you find the providers, data tracking systems, training, and more that your school needs to provide the best special education services possible. Until next week, thank you for listening and keep on living inspired.